I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I hope to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your world better. Um, in this episode, we're chatting about digital transformation made practical. We're chatting about digital transform, what it really means, what hurdles business will experience on this journey, and the benefits of embracing digital transformation. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of where to start with this journey. I'm joined by Kevin South from Innovex IT. Kevin, welcome. Hi, Yaku. Uh, thanks very much, and thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you end up here? Sure. Well, that's a bit of a story. Um, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell. Okay. No, thanks, Yaku. Uh, yeah, no, I started out uh, in uh, in the ICT space or, or Internet ISPs uh, for, for layman's terms back in um, probably around 98, 99. Uh, started dabbling a little. Yeah, no. Started dabbling a little bit. You might recall when thin client technology was the first buzzword. Um, so yeah, I dabbled in that, and then uh, moved out of the industry for a very brief period. Went into construction, and then back in and joined uh, the little known company called Internet Solutions. Okay. Back in 2001, uh, did a did a six year stint there. I've, I've spent my entire career basically working wherever and however and whichever department I can within the industry. Uh, then joined. Uh, Neotel when they had literally just started um, uh, moved over to Vodacom Business also literally when they had literally just started uh, I helped to develop uh, all the internet services there and spearhead initiatives around unified comms and, and channel growth and stuff like that and then, uh, fortunately, I, I was uh, introduced to the people from CECOM right yeah. when uh, when the industry needed a little bit of a shake-up, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that's when we launched CECOM Business. Um, I was uh, initially head of channel, but really I'm a, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades. I think I've worked pretty much in every department. And so I um, helped to grow that company, one of the founding members of CECOM Business. Uh, that's now a very successful organization, as we know. Um, and, yes, very recently decided that... That, uh, I've been doing it uh, for for the last number of years. Uh, time to time to move on and, and make it happen for myself. So, Innovex IT, yeah, that's where we are now, and uh, yeah, making it happen. So you're a perpetual startup man, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, so so let's kick off then. So um, and and you and I have had this conversation quite often about uh, over the past couple of weeks. So um, our industry loves buzzwords, and um, certainly, and I've I've had a number of guests. That uh, have discussed this topic of digital transformation. So um, you've got some interesting views on it. So so let's start at the start. So what does digital transformation really mean? Yeah, look, I mean, as you say, the buzzwords. Um, I've spent the better part of the last four years uh, entrenching myself in this space, really, and and unpacking and uncovering what it really means. And I think, you know, put the buzzword aside. Um, you know, when people tend to think digital, they, a transformation, they tend to think, well, it's switching on a new app and suddenly, you you know, you've got a new channel and you've got multiple customers and you're making millions. No. For me, digital transformation is really about an organization's evolve, uh, involvement or involvement and evolvement, if that's even a word, mm-hmm. um, as, we, as we transform into this new 
world, put it. Um, okay. So things like fourth uh, industrial revolution and next generation networks and those kind of things and AI and machine learning and deep learning and all these buzzwords are being flung around there. But how do we really make sense of that? Mm. And in my experience, it boils down to really a cultural transformation, a cultural transformation that actually has to happen. So oh. as much as we call it a digital transformation, it's not necessarily the case. It's how do you take your organization from doing what you've been doing for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years even, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to be in business that long nowadays, yeah. um, and really, you know, stepping back and analyzing it is how you actually moving information through your organization. Are you doing it efficiently? Are you doing it effectively? What is the noise level looking like from a customer perspective? Um, and, and taking all those different touch points and, and reflecting internally and saying, you know what, as a company, we need to evolve. We need to embrace transformation. Uh, the only thing constant in the universe is change. Yeah, uh, as much yeah. as people hate change, um, we need to embrace that and we need to evolve. And I think, that, you know, it really boils down to, to four main areas, which we'll talk about a little bit just now. But it's really about how you take your, your staff and your resources and your business, and I'm talking right up to, to CEO level, um, and how you start to, to transform that business at a cultural level and then support that with the right technology, digital, um, to, to effectively accelerate and, and grow your company into the future. Uh, so, so that, for me, at a high level, is really what digital transformation uh, is about. And why? Why would you say? Why do you think it's it's so it's such a famous buzzword at the moment? Why why is that happening? I think I think again it's because of, of what we've been hearing for the last few years. You know, AI, advanced intelligence, analytics, reporting. Um, you know, all the information at your fingertips. Suddenly, you know, you've got that now. You can you can be the next leader in in, in your industry. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think yeah. it, I think it's more about our markets changing. The customers are evolving. Evolving. The person you're selling to is evolving. Um, and, you know, if you go back to the old the old example of, of the GE, the General Electric, you know, yeah. it's evolve or die. It's yes, pretty simple. Yeah. You know, they almost yeah. did die. So it's really much around how you, you remain relevant to your customers. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, you want to keep them coming back. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, and that almost then leads to the the next question, which you know I've also been um, debating quite a bit. Uh, wh- why would you say it seems for many businesses to be so hard to to uh, kick off on this journey? Look, I think there's there's a number of angles you can come at that from, but I think the most prevalent ones for me, um, again, is it's a culture. So, mm-hmm. so you know, if you eighty five percent, and you have some stats, eighty five percent of transformation initiatives fail. So be honest. If you're about to start this, and be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. have that figure in your mind, because if you do not have the right Mindset from the start, and again, I reiterate, from the sea levels down, it's not going to happen. I can tell you that in my experience, it, yes. it, it, it doesn't often happen. So your CEO has got to have the initiative, the objective. We want to change this business. You and I have had this debate. Yes, you know, yes, I sure. believe your CEO is the culture of your organization, and, and I've mm. seen it. Personally, yes. I'm sure you have as well. So yeah, you go with it. Uh, uh, yeah, with I go with statement again. <laughs> Very much so. But I really do, you know. And <clears throat> and I believe you. You've got to have the mindset at the start. You've got to create 
an objective around it. It can't just be, oh, this is something that we're running in the project's office or we're running it in the CTO office or the CIO. It's not that. It becomes very much about creating um, a, a journey around this this transformation in your organization and, more importantly, an objective. Um, and that objective could be a, a title. It could be a, a number. It could, it could be a, a, you know, a few things. Yeah. Um, I think – I think, and the most controversial one is, is salasatis. I think, uh, yeah. every organization, I don't care what industry you're in, um, and I've worked across a number of industries, we all, unfortunately, tend to suffer with a bit of salasatis. You know, you've got each department with their head or, or whatever it is running their own environment. This is how I do it. Again, it boils down to the change. Yes. You know, why must I change it? I've been doing it this way for the last 50 years. Uh, and, and, and I think that's difficult for businesses to, to grasp. It's it's, it's well. I've been doing it this way. You know, I'm reaching my single-digit growths every year. Um, but what, what's interesting, what's been happening, is that churn growth number has been increasing significantly yeah. because customers are now in control. Especially if you talk about digital in in in, in the broader sense. Mm. In the old days, you were teaching your customers what IT meant, what internet meant, what it meant, what you could do with it. You know, and so we were educating customers nowadays with access to information and. And, you know, environments like this and, and, you know, it's just all over the place. And, and again, I reiterate millennial and Gen Z type environments coming up who've grown with this. I mean, yes. you know, my daughter knows more about the iPad than I do. Yeah. Um, you know, with that type of customer coming along. Um, you know, businesses are finding it difficult to, to now evolve the organization to, to meet to those, to meet those requirements. Um, so I think there's a number of facets. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it's competition and, and budget. Uh, you know, budget is always a challenge. And often when you talk about these kind of transformation initiatives, the, the first person who freaks out about is the CFO. Yeah. Uh, you know, how much is this going to cost? You know, but then it boils down to your return on investment and all those, those really good things. And, um, and I assume if you, if there's an 85 Five percent failure rate. Uh, the uh, CFO is also going to say, are, "Are we spending money on now the next thing? You know, how do we know this is going to work?" Ex- so, exactly. So it's almost like a, a too adverse to risk to to even try something new. Well, that's exactly it, and I'm glad you said that because you know I kind of what I've noticed lately in the business is is in our industry specifically it's become a little bit risk averse. Yeah. And I mean we're the we're the leaders in this industry. We're spearheading this stuff. You know, we we should be the ones revolutionising. You know, yes. and and. Yes. Again, customers are coming to us and saying, this is what I want and this is, this is how I want you to do business with me. Um, and so it's hard because as I say, companies have been doing it one way and, and, and they've been doing it that way for forever. Um, so, uh, you know, five-year plans, dead. I think if you're even planning a five-year plan now. at the moment, you've already started off on the wrong foot, Crazy you know. Now. That being said, this kind of transformation is a journey. It is I'm not even going to put a time limit, time limit, time limit onto it because it depends on your company. It depends on your, your business itself and not even the industry. It's you yeah. as an organization. So if you think you're going to get this right over, over a weekend, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a, it's a three, two, five, four, five. Again, it depends probably, on your business. Probably continuous or Pro- Continuous, or, continuous yeah. evolution. Yeah. So, you know, checks and balances, checking what your customer's thinking, that outside in approach to your organization, um, checking how efficiently you're moving that data through the businesses. Uh, and then, and then, uh, you know, what I've always embraced and, and I feel, a comp- some companies feel is, is negative, but that fail fast methodology. You know, that's yeah. always, you know, we embrace it in our business. 
um, constantly I'm saying to the team, you know, try it. If it doesn't work, well, you know what? Great. At least we know that doesn't work. Fix it and move forward. So I think that kind of mentality as well needs to come through into organizations. You know, don't be afraid to fail at it. Yes. So so I saw, uh, I saw an interesting, uh, Post from John Sanna yesterday, we spoke about uh, the corporate immune system. So, the minute you try and introduce something new into the business, the immune system's got to go and stop it. It's like you say, oh no, no we've been doing it like the, exactly. like this for ten or thirty years. Yeah. Why must we change it now? But yeah. but the world's changed, and 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 we can't ignore it. Well, exactly. And I mean, it boils down to 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 the, you know what initiatives and what what programs can you put in place where you you embrace those people who have those. Views Views, and you bring them in and you make them part of the change. And I think as soon as people see that and realize, you know, the impact it's having ultimately on them, but I think more importantly on the customer, uh, then you'll start to you'll start to see that happen. And, and I think that's that's probably a critical point that people need to remember. So one of the stats I saw recently is that they said by 2030. Probably about thirty percent of the the existing jobs will be digitized. Exactly. So so um, also if we don't embrace the change, the the computers are probably going to take over. So so what is the what is the future look? F- do you think for a business that uh, that doesn't want to kick off on this journey that says no, we don't need to change? Look, I, I think I think you know it would be naive of us to think that it's not going to impact jobs and roles and positions within businesses. Okay, but I think again, as as you've said now as well, it's it's about embracing that change. Your role and what you do on a daily basis is potentially going to change. Yes, uh, it also op- opens opportunity for growth within an organisation. You might yeah. want to shift into another area, and so there's career development. So there is the positive side to it. But I think. I think, you know, again, it boils down to what is the future of business and who doesn't embark on this journey. I think the reality is it's, it's, it's Gen Z. It's, it's your customer is evolving. Let's be honest. And if I, if I always like to make things practical, if I'm now a accounting firm in Bloemfontein and I've been printing out papers and doing stuff for the past, let's say 20 years, and you now come and say, say, Yaku, you need to digitize. I want to look at you and say, why do I need to do that? But like you say, regardless of where you are, it's, it's a generational thing. It's, it's happening. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I want it now. I want it at two o'clock in the morning, add to shopping cart, you know, um, Never mind that. I mean, use the example of legal security. I mean, you can't have papers lying around now on someone's desk and things like that. It's just, mm. it's not, it's not feasible anymore. So it's about, you know, efficiency, you know, one touch clicking it, putting it in the cloud. It's there. It's safe. It's looked after. And obviously that comes with its whole, you know, value proposition itself. You know, yes. what do we need to do to secure it and embrace it? And, and, and that's where we have services to do that. Um, I think really a tr- traditional channels are going to dry up. It's pretty simple. You know, uh, I think, uh, you know, the old way of doing things is going to catch up to us. Competition is going to evolve. Um, the lawyer that's doing it quick, easy. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got a couple of examples of, of legal companies that I deal with electronically and other ones that I deal with paper base. Yes. And by far, I improve the one. I, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I, I just prefer to prefer. Use, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. I prefer to use the ones where I can do it myself online digitally yes. if I need to pick up the phone and phone you, but then you need to also handle me through that channel Correct. effectively. So it's really, it's a multi-channel approach of how you're dealing with this new type of customer that you're dealing with. And then really, you know, if you don't embark on this, um, costs are going through the roof. 
uh, I mean, we've done calculations and uh, previously where we have calculated how much it costs to take a piece of paper from a lead to an order process. And I mean, we're talking stupid money. So, so, so cost, margins, um, efficiencies, your customers evolving. Uh, and I think if you're not looking at these uh, on a daily basis, and, and I reiterate what I said earlier around from an outside in point of view, because we tend to get stuck a little bit within our ruts and in our businesses and in yes. our silos and we kind of have our blinkers on. If you're not doing that, I think you're not going to be relevant very soon. You know, so. and and that's why one of the things, um, you know, while it's daunting, uh, that I agree with you, it's got to be driven from the the. Uh, uh, CEO or the managing director or the owner of the business um, and we talk about it often where it's a little bit uncomfortable because you know um, well number one if you if you go and assess your business in terms of productivity or maybe you realize uh, like you said it actually I, I never knew it cost me to move this piece of paper from here to there for that you you know it's almost like a a bit of a um, you know you you, you um, opening yourself up to yes. to uh, self critique or critique from within the business but you actually have to go through that uncomfortable process in order to make the business better exactly exactly rip the plaster off as they say you know okay cool I like that um so then you know we've we've almost had the negative side of the the conversation now so let's talk benefits so let's talk positive side what what's the benefits of embarking on this uh, on this journey well i mean again you know besides the financial I mean, I can sit here and blurt out a couple of metrics from a financial perspective. It's, it's increased EBITDA, improved margin, direct cost reduction, um, straight through processing gives you your efficiency improvements. But ultimately, you know, logic has to prevail at some point. You know, I firmly believe in logic. Uh, yeah. And at some point, it has to prevail. And again, as I said, if you're looking at all these other metrics from a customer outside in view, my, my type of customer is changing, how I'm processing data is changing. Don't even get me started on data. I know you and I had a debate for about an hour on that one, just uh, that alone. But um, uh, you transform or die. It's pretty much. It's pretty much the. You know, I'd hate to sound so dramatic about it, um, but embracing digital means you 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 speaking to your customer and through the right channels. You speaking to them in the right language. You, mm. you know, you understanding who your customer is. You speaking to your internal customer. It's your staff as well. So as much yeah. as we talk about a customer experience and a customer journey. That's internal and external. It's how am I moving this data from one silo to the next? Yeah, well, uh, that's I'm, interesting. How many conversations I've been in when the finance phone you and says, what the hell are you doing, buddy? You know, now we've got to deal with this mess in the data or this mess on the invoice because you guys buggered it up, you know, up the line. And, and that's, uh, sorry to interrupt. Mm. That, that's an interesting thing because, um, a lot of these, uh, remote work or work from home, uh, um, how can I say advocates, if we want to call it that, uh, that's quite pro that one of the things that I've seen recently that's that's come to light which which gets highlighted part of the reason why a lot of the the work from home strategies aren't working is because people are trying to take the the process that's worked in the office for 20 years yes. and then all of a sudden uh, you know extend it to remote work but what what should have actually happened is the, the process should have changed or the business should have adapted in order to make that pr- uh, thing more comfortable that is probably one of the most recent key Reasons why you have to. I mean, let's be honest. Covid yeah. has hit us, 
and and you know I, I started getting really excited a few years back when people were talking about this whole work from home concept because I embrace it you know being yeah. in, in IT you know I've always worked on my cell phone or laptop wherever I am it's, mm. it's regardless um, but that really has launched people into this new way of thinking and exactly that your processes were not built for that they are not built for that if you haven't built your business on a digital foundation or a digitized foundation you, you, it's not going to happen you know but as humans we cultural we need that interaction we need to see that person sitting next to me i mean we're mm. you know we're relatively new as an organization although you know we're doing this for a long time but as a team i'm still telling the guys we need to be in the same office talking talking to each other over a, over a, a desk yes but that's because we're new at, at the organization in entrenched mm. businesses who want to maintain that efficiency by moving all their staff into their their homes and things like that first you need the right connectivity to make it happen yeah you need the right um desktop in a box type initiative that, they, that people have been trying to get off the ground for a number of years now and and now it's happening yeah but you need that shift at, at a process level uh, communications a unified you know, instant messaging. You know, these things are, are now starting to come to the fore um, because you know it's a, it's it's ways for people to collaborate and move that data more effectively through their organisation. So yeah. And then um, uh, I always use the example. It's quite interesting. Um, I'm I'm in the industry and I'm not that uh, online orientated from a from a shopping perspective, if I can call it that. My wife, who's a who's, who's a vet and uh, likes to to I, I almost can say DIY. She, she buys everything online, mm. uh, parts for the swimming pool pump or whatever you want to call it. So even if, even if I was a, a, a business that says, yeah, but given how must I digitize because I've got a little shop somewhere and I'm selling parts for swimming pool pumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not online, you're going to, you, you, you're basically going to die out. It's it's interesting that I and it's it's funny you say that because I come from a very very similar you know I've been in this business for a long time but I also am, I'm new to the shopping experience personally yeah uh, you know I've, I've guided many customers how to do it yeah. um, funny you mention that I mean when COVID hit uh, last year uh, we have a little sports store and he sells you know the soccer kits and the rugby kits and you know he's he's doing pretty okay and I always thought yeah he's got a, a good little business there. And then COVID happened, and, and this, I walked, and the shop was closed. So mm. I went, and I started Googling the shop name, and I was Googling online, and I was going, where are you? Where are you? I, I want to. I need a pair of shoes. I want to buy. I wanted to buy the new Man United top. Sorry, don't hold it against me. But they are the best team in the world. <laughs> so, I really needed a new pair of shoes, you know, and or, or top. Sorry, and um, I couldn't find this guy. And then the first lockdown lifted, and I saw this guy, and I walked up to him, and I said, "Buddy, you know, wh- what's your website address? You know, how, mm. how do I deal with you?" Oh no, 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 I'm I'm, I'm still thinking about it. My, my cousin's whipping something together for me, and I'm going, guys, guys, you know. Again, it boils down to you're no longer relevant. Yes. You know, if, if you're not, if you're not thinking, I, I said five years, but if you're not t- thinking at least two, three years ahead of what your customer is going to be doing and how you're going to be doing and making that investment now, trust me, it's going to be far more costly to make that investment when you realize, oops, my customer's buying behavior has changed mm. uh, and, and impacts on, on global uh, macroeconomics have hit us. You know, I'm sorry, as, as I said earlier, you're not going to be around for much longer. Yeah, so it's almost like you're not just uh, competing in your, in your city or in your neighborhood. You're actually competing against the rest of the world because you can get stuff anyway. Global, global, global. And, and that's, a, that's a big mind, uh, mind shift for for. Uh, especially if you're an established business, because yes. you uh, and and again coming back to what you said, which which I like, but it's so onerous. The 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 
manager or the driver of the business has to ultimately make the decision to say, I'm going to embark on this journey and probably the first couple of steps is going to be on broken glass, but there's a, there's a great outcome at, at the end of it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so now um, my last question, and uh, we always like to make things practical because, you know, like you said, all of those uh, buzzwords, uh, I think if I'm sitting in my little accounting practice in Bloemfontein and I hear four hour, I, I don't even know what any of that stuff means. Mm. So I've listened to you now and, I, and I've, I've got enough of a script today to, to say, all right, let me, let me do something. Where do I start if I want to embark on a journey? So... You know, I've, I've broken it down into, into four key areas. First, you start with your data. It's pretty simple. You take the spreadsheets out, get the PDF documents out. It's laborious. Trust me. I've been through this, still go through it. Um, but you really got to understand what does the data look like in my organization? I don't just mean, uh, I've got the email addresses and telephone numbers. Great. Yeah. What format is that data in? What do you have the most accurate information? Do you have all the information? So when I talk about data, data governance becomes very, very prominent because it's, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. We used to call a product, uh, maybe I shouldn't say the name. <laughs> we used to call it one thing in sales. It was a separate thing on the marketing catalog. It was a different thing in the product catalog, mm. and it was a different thing in engineering. Yeah. Now we talk about moving data through my business efficiently, but you've named it four different things in four different departments. Can you imagine at a system level what that takes to move that through? So start with the data. Understand yeah. your data. Know it. Clean it. Next and, one, I, and I assume that's why they say data is the new gold. I da- mean, da- without data, you, you don't have anything. Big data, data analytics, without the right data, proper data, clean data, you rubbish in, rubbish out. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the old saying. So, so get that right. That is not just a, 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 an exercise you have to go through, but you have to have the right people doing it. Mm. So the next one for me mm. is people. Okay. You've got to have the right people involved in these initiatives. The leaders, the, we call them the data stewards, the data governance, or even just the, the, um, the, the subject matter experts or, or single point of context. You know, I'm saying the actual words because we have so many acronyms in this industry. Yeah. I think I've forgotten half of them. So, um, it's really about the people and taking people again, starting with your, your MD, your CEO, and then right next to him is your CFO. You mm. need those two people or your FD involved. Yeah. Once you have those people spearheading it, Voices of the campaign, driving it, you know, every single day, you need the, the HR initiatives around transformation. So you need, you know, you're going to go through a process of cultural change. You're going to need to get your managers ready for that. You're going to yeah. need to, you know, many companies do send their managers on these courses around managing change, especially now with what happened in the last couple of, in the last year or so. So the people side of it, the metrics you associate with that, KPIs, rewards, um, we implemented something very successfully in the previous company I was at where we did a, a, a CX champion. So we had a, a person every day or every week, sorry, who was announced, uh, appointed a CX champion within the business. So it's about finding these people within your culture that you can, you can leverage, you can grow mm. and, and giving them additional responsibility. And people like that. You'll be amazed. You throw mm. more responsibility on people and they actually they embrace it. You know, they're tired of doing that mundane admin day to day spread sheet. I nearly said another one's <laughs> capturing. Um, and all of that essentially is wrapped up in a customer journey. And as I said, there's an external customer journey, the outside in view, and there's an internal customer journey, how you're moving that data through your organization. So so those three key elements uh, boil down to, to the human 
aspect, if I can call it, or the human element around transformation, and then the mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You need the tools to do it. Now, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where we're building this, and I have built it previously, but you need the tools to drive these people. If, if their, their roles are going to change, you know, it's been spreadsheet and email. And and I think we've had this conversation a couple no. of times. My ambition, yeah, maybe let's not go there. No, it could you be can a bit say that. Too, I, okay, I, good. I firmly believe in that. I want to get rid of email. That's <laughs> that's where we want to go. Email is unproductivity. It's unproductive, exactly. Yeah. So. So you need the right mechanism to now transform people in the front end. And so to me, those are the four key elements, and, and they, they, you have to run multiple initiatives at the same time. It's not a start this one, right, we're done with that, move on to the yes. it, it doesn't work in linear fashion. It works in uh, side-by-side running multiple initiatives because they, when they all land at the same time, then you've achieved, I believe, that ultimate objective. So data, people, your customer journey, uh, and and the mechanisms uh, with which to implement that transformation. And in and in lastly, obviously, as we've now repeatedly said, the uh, top level. Uh, yes. Yes. Buy, not only buying, but but driving it. Hundred percent. And and um, it's 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 interesting to me that as well because you know a lot of people saying, oh, you know, my business died because of let's say COVID or lockdowns or whatever. But but probably uh, you know you got caught with your pants down because you just didn't evolve fast enough. Exactly. I, I believe that. Yes. Okay. Thank you oh, very much, awesome. Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic. A series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember, you can listen to all episodes on the Cliff Central app uh, or website. And in for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you want to listen. Um, if you're looking for help with your communications tools for your business, uh, make sure to visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com.